Ramble. Ladies and gentlemen across the globe, it's your favorite four plus one podcast. That's right, it's the Tripod, starring America's darling Ned Fulmer. Hello. Uh, internet cutie pie Zach Gornfeld. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there. The scientist Eugene Liang. Hola. And of course, our very own beautiful Miles. Hey, and I'm Keith to round out the bunch. It is, uh, we're still in quarantine. We are still doing our podcast from home, um, but we're trying to maintain uh, good spirits and uh, find ways to keep ourselves entertained. So let's check in. How's everybody doing? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm like hitting my stride. You know, I'm. I'm keeping the negative feelings at bay. <laughs> Once I passed the 14 day mark, and I, you know, knew that any minor like oh if i just like like sneeze oh it's probably (laughs) it was dust rather than you have the virus but Mm -hmm. you know it's still scary it's still scary but i've been making the most of it i went uh, and got batch cocktails my brother-in-law's a bartender at mr o so we got batch cocktails from their bar and then like had ourselves a cocktail night that was pretty fun We've been FaceTiming our friends for happy hours. Phone calls are back, baby. Yeah. Phone calls Xenon, are back. It's, it's Xenon. We're living in Xenon times, finally, where the primary version of communication is through a little screen with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> you can just FaceTime somebody, drop in, and it's not weird. <laughs> like, normally, it'd be like, why are you FaceTiming me? We haven't talked for months. I don't care for the circumstances, but I've definitely had reunions with friends that I haven't spoken to in years. Uh, all my college friends, like we have a group of, of nine of us who are very close-knit. And I'm not going to lie, we really just don't all together talk that much anymore. And spontaneously, as you said, Ned, last night we we did, you know, the the nine of us in a little Brady Bunch uh, quad <laughs> oh, looking so all cute. around at each other. And we you just hung start- out for like an hour and a half. We didn't do anything. We just hung out and it was comforting yeah. and nice to, to have each other. Y'all should do a monthly newsletter. Me and my college buds, we've been doing it for 10 years. Whoa. We write a little little blurb about how we're doing, and we rotate who gets to compile it and, like, write any notes. You know, we've announced babies. We've announced big moments in our lives, moves, career changes. It's like we have over 100, you know, what's 10 times 12, right? 120. We have over... 120 editions of oh, this wow. newsletter that's been published. How many people? And wait, so how many people are tuning into the newsletter? Six. Six. That is yeah. good. That's pretty yeah. good. You got to expand your readership, man. You're putting all that work into it and no growth. You're stagnant. We got to <laughs> well, scale this thing about, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be the to, Daily Planet. Maybe it's time to read, call it quits, man. Read it's all about it. 10 years. <laughs> I mean, you know, you expect the first year you're going to see some losses, but after yeah. 10 years, we got to see something yielded out of this. Yeah. You have any sponsors on it? Or? Yeah, it's papered with ads, right? Just like free iPod oh, yeah. Nano. Dozens <laughs> of Rambles. ads. It's, it's all Rambles. just the same ad for like the, the college fried chicken joint. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's very Remember good. Remember this place? You get a breaded Parmesan sandwich. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice way to keep in touch. And sometimes it's almost like like journaling. 
Do you guys ever journal? Have you guys ever done journaling? Nah. I did when nah. I was a boy. I think the closest when I When I was a boy. When I was a baby boy, I did. Uh, the closest I got, this was revealed in uh, the Try Guys staff get to know you thing. Well, no, I don't think it was, but I write a letter to Santa every year for my parents. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it made the cut. No, but uh, yeah, so every year, that's like the closest I get to journaling. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that one's direct to Patreon. <laughs> when I was a, a, a boy, when I was a child, I had, when I would I buy was, these. When I was a young boy. Uh, I would buy these beautiful notebooks, but I would stress out so much about the first page because uh, as someone who has always been a narcissist, I was convinced that years down the line, my childhood journals would be published. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm talking when I was like in kindergarten and first grade. I just like, I had that in my mind. I'm like, well, it has to be perfect the first draft because I'm writing this in pen. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would just obsess and freak out over what to write. And I really only ever wrote maybe two pages and then I'd put the notebook away for years. And then I would get another, I'm like, I should do this. And then the same thing would happen again and again. So no, I did not. It was like a reasonable fear for a kindergartner though, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Just like the permanence, the permanence of pen on paper. The The permanence uh, of life uh, has always terrified (laughs) me. That's like the thing, I want tattoos, but where do they go and they last forever? I mean, that's the whole thing of a tattoo. But just the idea of permanence has mm-hmm. really freaked me out forever. So as a kindergartner, Zach, forever. did you uh, always know that you'd be internet famous? <laughs> I, if I, if this was a thing back then, I'm sure, I don't know. I, I think I oscillated between a ton of different uh, get famous quick dreams. I wanted to be a <laughs> rock star. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a movie star. All of which mo- take years of hard work. But yeah, also, no. like, <laughs> other than like the first couple astronauts, they aren't famous no, anymore. Been, well, that's no why I gave that shit. dream up. I wish, I, I think they should be. I think we should be like, they should be going to red carpets. They should be invited to Met mm. Galas. Be like, oh, also one of the fucking people who've been to space is here. Yeah. How was that? You know, that's an interview I would like on the red carpet. It's really only <laughs> the first of any level, and then that's it. Even Buzz Aldrin is like, he's like, yeah, but he's like the other guy. It's like, Buzz Aldrin was there. He's amazing. Isn't he more famous for like punching a dude in the face? Oh, yeah. That's a good clip. Yeah, he punched a guy in the face who was a moon landing denier. He's like, you idiot. <laughs> <He punched him. laughs> it's great. As like a pretty old man, he just punched him in the face. Yeah, it's great. It is That'd great. Be pretty frustrating. You like risk your life on this amazing journey. And someone's like, nah, I was in a Hollywood studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd punch that guy. Well, yeah. Buzz was just upset because he's like, are you saying I'm not a good actor? Fuck uh. you. <laughs> Eugene, uh, how you doing this week? You look good in your gradient uh, color hoodie. You look, cute. You look yeah. real cute again. Oh, thanks. My dog ate my other ear earphones. Classic excuse. Classic excuse. <laughs> yeah, I've been good. Uh, I've been working a lot. Yeah, I've been like getting like three hours of sleep a night. So oh it's my been God. shitty. Yeah, it's oh, been bad, oh. but um, what? it's good. I feel productive, but I also feel like doing that and, you know, balancing our work is making me a little crazy because it's all kind of in a weird, surreal vacuum. Yeah. Otherwise, still staring into the existential abyss, enjoying that, but right. uh, it's good. Yeah. I'm sleepy a lot now. I'm sure you found this challenge, as we all have, of how to be productive in a time that is uh, cripplingly overwhelming. 
uh, emotionally draining, you know, you name it. And I don't know that I've found the right balance yet. I found it helpful to fuel that energy towards something. Like you have to, I think, like mentally rechannel it or redirect it because I think a lot of this ingestion of news and media is being turned inward, you know? And I think that sure. if you can like expel it outward in a in a productive way, that's certainly very difficult. But I've also found it helpful to do it at night, which is weird because I don't know. I've heard from a lot of people that they've actually had better sleep and eating schedules, you know, because you're just at home all the time. So I was like, fuck that. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to get up at midnight and work. And uh, it's worked, actually. Yeah. You're nocturnal. I don't think anyone. Yeah. Bro, I don't think bro, 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 bro. You said you just got three hours of sleep a night. That that's that. I don't care how productive you are. That's not healthy. No, but it's a perfect time to sort of shut off like everything. I feel like people are wanting to FaceTime and they're wanting to have family time. And <laughs> bro, if bro, you don't have bro. good sleep hygiene, what bro. you even doing, bro? Bro, bro, sleep <laughs> yeah. hygiene's important. Did you know it's the way that your mind forms memories? <laughs> well, okay. Here's a here's a better. So people shouldn't shouldn't work at midnight, but I woke up today at 7 a.m. to work. Yeah, so that's good. That's that, good. that gave me like, a, oh, here's a schedule. I'm going to do this. Mm. Um, but it certainly was very difficult the first couple of weeks, but I've, I think I found my groove. Yeah, I think finding whatever schedule works for you is the is probably the only way you can create any sort of like home home life distinction. Right. Because there's especially being like a creative person, there's so much that we do that it's like, oh, well, I could kind of do this. It, it's, it's like, this is, I could do this outside of work hours. You know, it's tempting mm -hmm. to just, it, it's something you're passionate about. Oh, I want to do this all the time. But that makes the whole day bleed together. And then every waking hour seems like an hour where you could be working. So like having times where it's like, this is my work time. And then this is my, lifetime and creating a distinction i think is and then this is my lifetime lifetime where i watch lifetime movies lifetime. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. exactly right your lifetime us. lifetime that's sacred that's that's, that's worth right. waking up at midnight for <laughs> do you guys have one thing every day that you look forward to because i feel like that's helping me get through the quarantine and i'm like when i wake up tomorrow i'm gonna be able to have some coffee i'm gonna be able to play animal crossing for an hour while my girlfriend's still asleep and before i have to like get any work done Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So I will so the time that. the time you look forward to miles is the time where your girlfriend is not awake yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, all the wonderful time with her, but I'm like that I know is going to happen every day. I'm going to have a little it's coffee. It's a great idea. I yeah. I don't have that Keith, you do? I have on all my little to-do list every day, I put in one line that says take a puzzle break where I get to <laughs> work on my puzzle. I've been working on this 2000 piece puzzle for like Whoa. a week and a half. It is so hard. It's Star Wars, which is great, um, but it's very difficult. And now I'm in the place where it's like, I just have to fill out the space, <laughs> which is obviously super daunting. And you can't, there's just stars. So instead of looking for like colors on the pieces, you're literally looking for the shape of the missing piece and then trying to find oh that shape. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I think what that means for me is like little victories. 
You know, I had a little victory today. I woke up at 7 a.m. because yesterday I called six grocery stores and nobody had toilet paper. <clears throat> but Albertson said they would have some this morning. So I woke up. I let the the first hour, you know, they'd say the first hours for uh, senior citizens, older people who need to shop. So I let them have seven to eight. But at 8.01, I was there and I bought toilet paper i did it i feel like a winner yeah. i felt i also wow. bought baking powder which was out everywhere else as well <laughs> uh so it was a big i i'm ready i feel good today i'm up i feel productive i gave notes on an edit i am crushing this week supply this week feels chain good so coming far. through we're back baby yeah. <laughs> you know can we talk Ooh. about toilet paper for one quick moment toilet break i we texted about this and I'm curious, you guys still having the weirdest poops in quarantine? Because I'm eating healthy, I'm eating great, but my body is like, what's going on? And I think, I don't know if it's the stress or what, but it's ringing me out in a, in a way that I have not been rung before. <laughs> well, I, for me, I've, I'm eating food that I don't normally eat. In some ways, it's like in some ways, it's like eating more frozen food because I have to buy my groceries one to two weeks at a time. But also, I got all the cool uh, H Mart stuff, and I think my my stomach's just not ready for some of these like new Asian soups. But most of it's been okay. Sometimes it's a little crazy, uh, and then sometimes I'm like, "Why is it crazy for me and it's not crazy for Becky?" Because we're eating the same food now. It used That's to be we're talking about food. We're eating the same food, and she's fine. And <laughs> I, I, you know, things are some some things are crazy for me. Mm. without uh, going into detail yeah <laughs> my poops have been crazy but also <laughs> uh so i'm officially attempting to get a six pack in six weeks i'm 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 working oh, on awesome. a video it's going to be six pack in six weeks and i did my interview with my trainer on friday and here's what he said let me break it down it was heartening because i thought i was going to have to cut out alcohol completely like cut out all like sugar and everything he had a much more like everything in moderation approach, but still he was saying instead of two glasses of wine a night, which has been our quarantine routine, he's like, maybe one glass every other night. Hey, that that's healthy, but going to be rough on my social life yeah, or lack thereof. But then also he's like, instead of like two eggs and two pieces of bread every morning, maybe one egg and a half piece of bread. And I was like, whoa. Uh, that doesn't seem like enough food for me. Yikes. And then he was saying like, oh, like instead of like pasta for lunch and dinner, maybe a little bit of pasta and then a salad or like a fish. And then I made a fish salad, but then I also put blue cheese on it. And he said, cheese has lots of fat in it. And I was like, bro, I'm feeling so many feelings right now that it's you said everything in moderation but now it's also no blue cheese and it's um i'm 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 having an adjustment period mm -hmm. and, and what did your uh, trainer say about how much you should poop he said keep pooping like normal but okay, uh, so cool, far cool, i cool. haven't noticed cool, cool. any changes don't hold it with in. my pooping yeah, don't hold it in cool i just want to like get that out to the world eating. i just need to know that the the four of us i'm not counting you out miles but you were on our group thread. i just need to know that we're normal oh. i just need to know that this is something we're all going through so drop me a mm. line let me know if your if your movements have been weird i want to be the ringleader for a second and bring all three of those conversations together yeah because mm. ned wanted me to do the abs thing with him which i said no, because I need to keep drinking alcohol during quarantine. <laughs> the reason why my poops are weird is because I realize that 
half of my diet is coffee and wine. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing I look forward to every day, Keith, is, the, <laughs> is, no, is the time is the time it's become like the only marker of time for me is the moment when I switch from coffee to wine. <laughs> and it's weird because you t- those two things typically don't meet when you go work That's, in an office. Yeah, right. You have coffee in the morning and then you have water and then you go home and maybe have wine. And now you're just at home. Up down, up or down. Oh my God. Up you, know what, down. you know what I've determined? I think everyone else might have this. It's exactly sometime between 3 to 6 p.m. the wine mm. comes out. And you're just yeah, like, oh, mine, mine started around six and has been close, creeping closer to 3 p.m. Oh, when yeah. I'm like, what time <laughs> is it? Oh, I'm still working and I'm drinking my coffee. So that's why my poops are weird because I'm not, I'm still not, I don't habitually eat breakfast and lunch, which I realize is carried over even now. So I'm only having one big dinner and then only coffee and wine. That's wow. the that, that's truly yeah. the grand unifying theory of podcast conversations. You just looped all three <laughs> things good. full circle. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I just incepted that Venn it. diagram is just a circle. <laughs> I've been trying to keep the wine time at five, but uh, I think it's crept towards three sometimes, especially yeah. on the Becky weekends. And I, for the last two Saturdays, because we're home, we have fully gotten what I like to call club drunk, <laughs> which is like as if we were out partying with like a hundred friends <laughs> but we're like going to bed and we're like whoa i didn't realize we drank so much and last this last one we were playing uh jackbox games with zach and the week before that it was just becky and i like and we facetimed like three people but in that course we just had like we just were drinking cocktails we're like let's have another cocktail we had a digital game night that started at like eight i think and Keith, yeah. after Keith, I didn't notice that you were sloshed, but after about <laughs> maybe three games, you were like, we got to go. We've been drinking for about five hours. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we I tried to do the math in my day, head. We started the. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, Zach invited me. And I was very excited for game night. And then I ultimately decided not to do it because we had our club night on Friday. So we were a little, little rough that Saturday. But also, is it weird to say that? I was feeling kind of low energy and antisocial (laughs) (laughs) up in this time where uh, you're constantly struggling with loneliness and and being antisocial all the time. We put the baby to bed. We were kind of tired. and We were like, I don't really feel like trying to come up with witty uh, Jackbox game things right now. Let's just watch TV and go to bed early. Oh, we almost backed out. It's like, no, we should do this. This is we can watch TV literally yeah. always. <laughs> we should do this, and I was glad true. we did. It's the one I'm, social event of the season. Mm, yeah, I, I'm actually finding a a weird thing from from this quarantine is that I am I feel like I'm busier than ever, and what I mean by that is that I don't hang out with people much during the week. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, I don't, I honestly, I probably only go out maybe two nights a month as is. And then Maggie and I will have like a nice Saturday or Sunday during the day activity, enjoy the sunshine, come back home, spend most of my weekdays working. But now everybody wants to just FaceTime. Everybody wants to hang out. This yesterday alone, I had three different, my high school friends, my college friends, and my family all wanted to do a FaceTime game sesh hangout, which takes about, you know, two hours. I also have this pottery wheel, so I'm like, like my, I'm like trying, I'm trying to carve out time for that, trying to carve out time for Maggie. <laughs> and you know, we're working a ton. We're doing two podcasts a week. We're filming three videos. Uh, we're releasing three videos a week, which means we're filming all these vlogs. So I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm finding that my social calendar, while distanced, is getting filled up in a way that I am not used to. And uh, it's kind of starting to get a little overwhelming. I need to start saying no to all these FaceTime calls. There's that my okay. I don't I don't know if this is being picked up. I just need to interject that the recycling guy is right outside my window, and he is crushing. He's crushing cans out there. It is super loud for me, but I don't know if it's being picked up. But if it looks like I'm really distracted, it's because the recycling man is just bam, bam, big old garbage cans. Uh, Go ahead, let's Rob. get so excited for trash day. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, no, I was gonna say the same thing, Zach. I feel like I don't talk to anybody, but uh, I'm like constantly FaceTiming. I do feel that social exhaustion at the end of the day because, like, I'm also talking to my parents. I'm reaching out to relatives. I'm freaking falling out. Are you guys on House Party? Just re-downloaded. I was on it like three years ago, and me and my friends were like, "This is awesome." Then we we're like, oh, "This, this is." Not worth keeping on our phone. Yeah. But I re-downloaded it, it's, sending out some waves. Mm-hmm. It's good for a quarantine for sure. And like, I, I mean, really, like, I'm also like talking to friends I haven't had because I'm playing online video games with them and like getting chats going. I'm playing d and I'm playing like three different. Playing d and Yeah, dude. Cool. It's re- it, it's really fun. We're playing three different D&D campaigns because like three different groups of friends are like, hey, we're going to like pick up this campaign where we left off two, four months ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's you, I have. Do you time. guys think the generation that's growing up with this is going to call themselves the quarantines? Oh. Wow, some that's pretty. Uh, a boy band no. better get on that now, no, Zach. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think for sure the coronavirus will just innately shape this generation the way that the 2008 financial crisis did for us, the way that September 11th did to. Yeah, lesser extent us, but probably more so people that were a little older. Looking forward to every single pilot and short film being about the quarantine in about a year. Oh, oh boy. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going back a little bit, Eugene, you were talking about you know finding ways to to channel all of these negative feelings somehow into a positive, and I don't know that I've found the perfect balance yet. I think I'm probably still ingesting too much uh, news and podcasts and all that. But the one thing that I have found that's been a fun, goofy positive is doing movie live streams on my Instagram. Uh, so first, one of our, our first week of quarantine coincided with the release of Cats. And so for me and about four to 5,000 people, I watched the movie live on my Instagram and uh, brought different guests in uh, to talk to me about it. And it was like, I don't know, I think it's just a really nice thing that allowed me to to for two hours to just check my brain out of the, the modern hellscape of life and dive into the modern hellscape that is cats. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's really important, and I tr- keep trying to remind myself how important it is to to smile, to have an escape, and then to provide that for other people when possible. So I'm going to be doing movies uh, weekly on my Instagram. I'm going to be doing Josie and the Pussycats this week if y'all want to <laughs> come awesome. party. Wow. <laughs> Have you guys had anything like that, that that has made you happy and that you found? I mean, I guess our videos are that. <clears throat> yeah, I've really been enjoying doing the vlogs. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. what I do to kind of take my mind off things is to do something fun with my family and being able to film that and uh, kind of put that sort of lifestyle content in our videos has been really neat. Like uh, like this on Sunday, we uh, we our garden has been pretty much like bare because it's been winter and totally restarted it got some new plants from a local garden store like gardeners are are still are still open so that's like a cool thing uh and um we like planted a whole bunch of herbs a whole bunch of peppers some tomatoes 
and taught Wes some stuff about plants and how to garden. And he, of course, had way too fun just spraying the hose everywhere. But that sort of like simple, like mechanical working with your hands to do something or like we've done Play-Doh, you know, other stuff where it's just like it's 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 not you can kind of disconnect yourself from your like heady like stress anxiety space into something that's just like just simple i think your puzzle is probably very similar keith right it's like something like mechanical it's tactile Mm -hmm. it's it maybe doesn't necessarily have like like an element of productivity to it although at the end i did have a garden and at the end you will have a finished puzzle but you know it's like i will have something that i will tear apart and put back into his box (laughs) yeah yeah i I, I agree for me yeah i like having the puzzle i like having um things and i think today or this weekend i was thinking like what can i do what what can i you know i taught becky to juggle you'll see that in next week's vlog hopefully um and we're like doing things and then i thought like i what how can I give myself projects that I'm legitimately excited about? So this week I'm going to try to build a miniature golf course, which is something I used to do as a child that like gave me joy. So I'm going to try to build one in my house. I've got like giant Jenga. Uh, so I've got a bunch of, you know, wooden blocks I can create barriers with. I've got some benches, some chairs, I'm thinking about how so I can funny. do it. And then I think I want to do like a broadcast, like it's the U S open and yeah. it's me versus <laughs> Becky. And we're the top two golfers in the world. And now, you, uh, you kind of brush past this, but you built miniature golf courses as a kid, like full on, right? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, not every hole had AstroTurf, right? Like some <laughs> of them did. I couldn't afford it for all of them. But one hole was entirely made from moss that I scraped off of rocks <laughs> from the stream that was like four blocks from my house. So I would like go collect a bunch of moss and then just walk it back and put wow. it down and I'd go back and collect more moss and it took like weeks uh, to build this one but I was very proud of it because it was all moss uh, was that was for a cool. birthday party that you threw yes sir. it was like 12th birthday party and I made a home nine hole miniature golf course in my backyard through my woods and then the day of my party it rained and Ugh. we had oh, to cancel no! we, had to, we had to cancel the party but for the rest of the, you know, you hate to see that. <laughs> it was sad. I, I had gone to play it against sports. I had picked up like five putters. I picked up like five uh. balls. I had spray painted the balls different colors so that we would uh. like, I was trying to create the experience, right? And then wow. it rained and we couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, after that, anytime anyone came over, it was like, we had a miniature golf course. It was just like, what fun you could have as like, you know, preteen teenage boys just playing miniature golf for free. It was fun. We've lost the ability to be that level of bored as a society where you go like, hmm, I'm going to spend six weeks building a mini golf course in my backyard. <laughs> That's yeah. shit that like, I don't know. I, I love that stuff in childhood. Those are the best memories that you could never fathom doing today. Yeah, it was, because it was like your summer project. Yeah. Mm. No. You know, everybody had like a summer project where it was like some people would like make maybe they make a clubhouse in the woods or like stuff Mm -hmm. like that mine was a miniature golf course i did want to uh actually turn this conversation into have have any of you guys you know before this time been quarantined been isolated uh been trapped in a space by choice or otherwise and what did you do at that time in your life because we were probably a lot younger and different you know relationships and stuff like that i know i have some stories but yeah why don't you kick it off keith okay i think that's a great yeah so we'll 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 dive back into the quarantines and isolations (laughs) of yesteryear uh see if we can learn pick out any nuggets of of wisdom from it (laughs) so 
the what it, so this was not a quarantine but it felt very similar because it was my senior year of college and myself and my friend who was a sophomore uh named nick Kloss, but we called him Clausio. uh <laughs> we decided we would not go anywhere for spring break uh we were going to save our money and the two of us stayed in our apartment for that whole week and like everyone else had gone we thought people would stay and hang out no <laughs> Everybody left town. It was felt like it was just us in the whole town. So we <laughs> built a colossal pillow fort in our living room. This is a great idea. Obviously, super dope to have a pillow fort. Um, and then we thought, we'll, we'll need food. Instead of buying groceries, why don't we just buy one of those meter long in diameter pizzas? And we bought a giant pizza and got it delivered. And then we cut it into chunks and put it in bags in the fridge so we only had pizza and we only had beer oh that was everything you did in in college was just what's the dumbest goofy what's the joke i can do i need to eat what's the best joke of how to eat yes yeah well, it was also very economical we That's were like true. well this will last us the whole week and it's delicious it's pizza yeah. um so, but the the best part of the story is that we, we were like day drinking, hanging out, having a good time. Maybe we were smoking a little weed. I don't know. It wasn't legal yet. But um, we were uh, in the fort and I think Claudio had had just a little too much to drink and he started to feel nauseous. But of course, we were inside of a pillow fort. Oh, no. It's hard to move around <laughs> in a pillow fort. Uh, but he was next to the window of our apartment. So oh, he God. instead opened the second story window oh no leaned his head out the window and threw up <laughs> out oh, the window no. of a pillow oh. fort uh which luckily it was spring break there was nobody there to see it and then like when everybody like came back the next week they're like what's that big stain on the wall we're like don't know man <laughs> i couldn't tell yet. We tried like pouring bowls of water. <laughs> oh, it dripped no, down the side the of the wall. Oh, no. It was disgusting. And this happened on like day two. Oh, you know? no. Uh, so, of course, he didn't want to eat pizza anymore because <laughs> he had thrown it up. So, oh. I had to eat the rest of the pizza <laughs> all week. Uh, and it was, you know, it didn't feel like quarantine. It felt like quarantine. It wasn't quarantine, but we sort of quarantined ourselves and decided we would live in this fort that whole week. And we kept the fort up the whole week. Um, it was fun. We, we obviously tore it down, made some additions, did a lot of contracting. We, uh, you know, created a better porch at some point. It was really fun. So what, what uh, sort of structural like solutions (laughs) did you come up with? I'm very interested in some of the engineering aspects of the pillow fort because I tried to make a big, big pillow fort and, uh, like just last week and it was actually pretty tough. Yeah. Well, you need a big, tall, you need something to give you height in the center, Right, right. right. You need the like circus tent, like Mm, giant center pole type of moment. So we attached sheets to an AC vent on the ceiling. And it like (laughs) sort of worked, but I felt like it was not good for the AC (laughs) vent. And definitely they came down a couple times. So did you have Uh, like a giant broom or like a tether ball uh, pole that just happened to be inside your house? You you aren't going to believe what we had (laughs) in our apartment. You know, in the Lego movie, when the guy invents the double-decker couch? Yeah. yeah shut uh, up. Yeah. You did we not. literally had that no. uh, 10 years ago in college. What? We had built oh a double-decker God. couch. We had taken someone's old bed loft, and we put it over a couch. We put another couch on top of it. It was 
uh, and where our friends like worked in the scene shop, they were like uh, tech theater people, so they knew how to build stuff. So like they built this. We had this giant thing the whole time. So because of that, we already had a thing that was about five feet tall that you could Whoa. put a giant sheet under and create a oh. giant awning. But because of this, I forgot the fort. You could go upstairs on the roof of the second floor of the fort <laughs> by just going through a <laughs> your pillow a fort had a balcony that's so yeah cool. it was wow which was great because then you when you went up there you could see the whole like top uh roof from inside and we'd put mm-hmm. like lights in there um but that was that was the truth is we had a big um double decker couch and the rule was always that you weren't supposed to go up there if you were drunk but you know it was college you know <laughs> everybody was up there i think only someone fell off once i would be so concerned to sit underneath it oh it was so, we all were at first, but it was so safe. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Nothing's was, ever been safer. It was a big honking. Like we were using like the four by four like uh, things as the structure. It had like the back cross beams. It was safe. What is, okay, Keith, for people who want to build a, a pillow fort at home, what is like, what are the, what are the best tips and tricks? What, what creates a sturdy fort in your home right now? Okay, well, if you if you have a piece of furniture like an old couch or an or or benches that you can put on their side so they stand upright, Ooh. that will give you that giant big wall pillar that you need. Now, obviously, your parents aren't going to want you to do that with your nice couch, but maybe you have uh, an okay couch or you have um, a big <laughs> dining room chair. Those are how I used to make the the walls as well. I'd face them, uh, some of them away and some of them forward. So you had like little shelves and sometimes or maybe you you're a goddamn adult and you can make your own rules and you can use Hell a yeah. nice couch. I, I always think you should build it in a carpeted room if you have a carpeted room. Um, it's just you're going to be mm-hmm. crawling around on your knees. So just give yourself that. Uh, take the cushions off of the couch. You can still sit on this and you put blankets where the cushions were. So you can still sit on the basic springs of the couch, but you can use those as exterior walls as well. So we took off the cushions and then put them by the side of the couch and then put a ball pit inside the little cavity where the cushion was. (laughs) I saw that. That was dope. That was huge. That that was probably the best next level moment of it. But everything else I was like, this is, this is in college. I also had a 2000 ball ball pit. (laughs) Whoa! Because you know, <laughs> I me two thousand balls. I feel like in my mind that's a lot bigger than it. Like how how no, big of a not. space did it fill up? Like a six by four by two yeah, foot small. deep. Yeah. Uh, you think those ball? You buy a bag of balls, and they're only like a small duffel in size. So mm. that's a hundred balls. So you have to have mm. twenty duffels, and that's not that much yeah. space ultimately. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? So that means like the big fill up your whole house is like. 20,000 balls. Oh my God. When they do that, it's very hard to source those. I don't know where they're buying them because (laughs) I've checked. Back in the day, before the internet was so amazing, I mean, it was pretty good, but I had to go to Toys R Us's and I would go to different Toys R Us's in different towns and buy out their entire supply of ball pit balls. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. I, I would go and I would just like clean your them out. laundering I, balls for a ball. Pit. Yeah, I, I did it over the summer because I obviously didn't have a ton of money, but most of my money went the ball pit balls. I'll uh. tell you, as a kid, a good ball pit, nothing in life uh. was better. And I genuinely at this moment cannot imagine ever again in my life allowing my future children to go in one. Thinking about <laughs> all the, se- the, the thinking about the cesspool of germs. I'm just talking about like this is like I, I'm already feeling the the residual fear of right. of, of in, you're projecting of germs. the COVID nineteen concerns yeah. onto 
absolutely 2023 mcdonald's ball pit (laughs) i can hardly imagine like shaking strangers hands let alone jumping into a ball of of slimy snotty so why it's different for me zach is because that was the prevailing theory even when we were kids of like oh maybe you should oh, yeah. go in there it's a lot of germs but it <laughs> was so snakes. fun it's right. amazing it's snakes. So, like there were like I mean, snakes in them getting sick <laughs> as snakes. a kid can build your immunity so oh i'm not worried about the know. kid let my kid you know dance in germs i'm worried about him bringing him back to me i don't oh. let the kid go nuts in it i've built up they, that immune system they used to have ball pits in the play the parks that were outside oh in the south i remember there were snakes and spiders <laughs> in them there were like news stories about like kids getting yeah. bit by snakes in the ball fit of the McDonald's. And there were always spiders. In the outside ones, covered in spiders. I never thought about that. In our kindergarten, I remember once um, somebody said that there was a body in the sandbox. And so we kept digging to see if we could find the body. But I was so concerned. I was like, are we going to find a body in the (laughs) sandbox? (laughs) <laughs> okay, one more thing about ball pits. Do you remember you would go to like I always went to the Burger King ball pit. They had a primo double decker, two story, like multiple chambers. It was Whoa. dope. But you would always get in there, and there was one kid. You didn't know anybody, but quickly roles were self assigned, and one kid was uh-huh. like, "I'm the bad guy," and it was unspoken. <laughs> but you knew that that kid, his job was just to fucking pelt you with balls and just be a nuisance. And then everyone else was like, "We gotta take this dude." down and then your dad would be like zach it's time to go and you're like dad we've almost defeated him yeah you're like all right later man good playing and then there's just a three-year-old in one of the tubes crying <laughs> like you're like crawling you like see it through like ah oh, no i can't go that way, way. <laughs> and then you go through the little the little bubble and you bang on and you go dad dad i'm in the bubble it's me yeah. i'm in it's the bubble me. i mean i loved the Discovery Zone DZ. Yeah, I think it's making a resurgence. It's coming back. Oh, oh it is. I, th- I think this year's well, going to really tank its coming back well, efforts. Well, but it was going to be coming back. Are there adult jungle gym places you can go that are like big obstacle courses yeah. like that? You can go and break your arm as an adult, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I guess there's a I mean, I wish. Places, Get them but. disability checks. <laughs> I've been trying. Um, I've been trying to know. recapture that high ever since childhood. So if anyone I knows, feel like for I, adults they do the like the trampoline places, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who like broke his those? leg. Yeah, they're really dangerous. Like everybody. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have laughed. But <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, I was just saying a joke about going to something that was fun like that and, and you know, breaking her. No, they're crazy um, dangerous. You sign a, a thing that's like, oh, if I die, it's fine, and I can't say that you guys like it was your fault. Like you sign the whole thing and then people get hurt all the time. I was uh, trapped um, in the closet, I guess. Well, metaphorically or that counts. counts. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Everyone knows that story. So it's not very interesting. Uh, Have you ever been trapped in an actual literal closet? though i don't know i don't know if i've actually been trapped in a literal closet i voluntarily hidden closets a lot yeah one time one time i was a kid and i was leading my neighbor home and it was an icy day and she was walking across the street with me to get her mittens back out of my car and i jump over this this spot of black ice and as i turn to say hey watch out for i hear a turn and as i turn and we're like eight she slips oh. and she slips forward oh. 
Her hands go out and she lands oh, no. directly on her front teeth oh. on the concrete. And she lands and all four of her front teeth fly out of her mouth. These are her new new adult oh. teeth. No, they're her adult and, teeth. She had just yeah, gotten they, they just gotten them. And she uh and she I just remember got her teeth did. Yeah, it was the first moment where like time stood still. I was standing there staring at her. <laughs> I one of the I remember one of the teeth like ricocheted off of my body and I just oh, and there's this like there's this like everything time space nothing moved and then she stared at me the blood just exploded out of her gums and then she just cried bloody murder which was a siren call for all the parents in the neighborhood they all like jumped out of their houses ran Eugene, to her what have and you all done? I could do I sprinted to my little sister's closet and I hid in there and I was in there for like six hours as my parents couldn't find me and when they found oh. me. I had a, I'd been wearing a scarf and I had pulled apart the scarf by every fiber and was rocking back and forth. And oh yeah, yeah, that was the day she decided she wanted to become a dentist. Wait, that girl? That girl wanted to become a dentist? Yeah, she became a dentist after that. That's, that's like so a funny. that's like actually that's... an unexpected like heartwarming ending. Yeah, that made it sweet. Wow, you know, what, like, what a lovely like, story, Eugene. No, it's, it's horrible, but like like. You know that, like that's why dentists are so incredibly helpful, is because when something <laughs> terrible like that happens, they can help make it better. I think that's actually yeah, kind of cool. Well, I Took think she her decided childhood that. trauma and channeled it into <laughs> a lifetime a of trying to fight that trauma. She did. She did though. They had they they basically first tried to glue in her real teeth back in. So through middle school, they were like this off shade of gray. So every time I saw her, she'd smile and I'd be like, oh, God. And both my sisters always said like, oh, remember when you traumatized our neighbor for life? Oh, do you remember? Like, that's your fault. So how was it your fault? Because I didn't tell her fast enough and children because I like jumped over it and I turned and I was like, watch out for that. And then boom, she like George's the jungle. That ain't your fault. So that was the first time I was in a physical closet. (laughs) <laughs> wow that's wow i was not expecting such a traumatic story when we were asking what's your ball pit experience i, I wasn't expecting that either break her face i mean that's like concrete <laughs> we were talking about oh yeah there's these scary news stories of somebody <laughs> having something horrible happen to them and uh that oh. was the scary news story Eugene, I love that almost all your stories, and they're my favorite because they almost all are goosebumps stories. Like it end with you like rocking, <laughs> rocking back and forth. Oh, yeah, boy. I love it. I think that was my lo- the beginning of my lifelong issue with with my teeth falling out. Sure. Oh, I've mentioned yeah. before I hate the idea of it. Oh yeah, but yeah, I can just still vividly remember seeing them hit the concrete, and they all just went first forward out of her mouth. And then they ripped out of her gums. <laughs> Jesus! It's like the neighbors a, were the neighbors were looking for them Kill in the Bill, bushes. My God! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! But you guys have seen, but you guys have seen pretty gruesome injuries as a kid, right? Like they happened all the yeah, time. Yeah, sure, you know? sure. Yeah. Probably, probably Keith and well, Ned, you were in sports, and Keith, you were in the South, so it's like a thing. I don't know I if mean, you one, did, Zach, but one happened to me that's probably the closest i ever came to quarantine was i like i broke my leg playing soccer in high school in ninth grade oh in, in like kind of the spring uh like my leg my leg snapped oh it just i could see it was like it went from being like this to like this like you could see it was like not right it didn't break <laughs> the skin that's truly horrifying and for anyone that's had that happen oh. i'm so sorry 
But here I am. I take off my shin guard. I'm looking at my leg. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> like it suddenly <laughs> goes from being a straight thing to like a kind of angled thing, and it was oh, it was boy. real bad. I was I was I couldn't leave my room or my house for, you know, for months. Really, I was wow. basically confined to my bed for about two weeks while the swelling went down. Like rear then, window. Did you see anybody your neighbors murdering their wives or anything like that? <laughs> oh, rear window style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's funny. I did. So that was like the time where I had my education in in like theater, film, because I just watched a whole bunch of movies. I watched Rear Window mm. during that time for the first time. Mm. I watched a whole bunch of Shakespeare movies, like basically every live action Shakespeare movie. And that was, I had never really done theater or film or anything before that. But then afterwards, I started like auditioning. You know what? What? Fuck yeah. This is, because right now everyone's like, I'm in my home and I'm bored and there's nothing to do. First of all, you should con- count yourself lucky that the worst thing right now is that you're a little bit bored, all right? That is a yes. fucking blessing in the world. But also, you have access to everything that has ever been made, ever. And we're all talking mm-hmm. about, like, did yeah. you watch Love is Blind? Did you watch the newest thing on Netflix? Did You wa- You should watch Tiger King. But we Tiger should come King, up no, with Tiger a list. <laughs> we sh- yeah, I mean, also watch Tiger King. We should come up with a list of essential movies yeah. and TV like, show viewing. This could this be is your the time. education in classic cinema and, yeah. So Hell I, yeah. yeah. Get it learnt. totally altered the course of my life and, and got me to where I am now. I would not Just be like the dentist recording a podcast. It's uh, yeah, in a different way, but yes, it's true. It's true. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, traumas re- redirect your life in, in pretty meaningful ways. It's, yeah. When I was back at school that fall, I couldn't do sports. I was still like walking around in an ankle boot. And then there's even once I got the ankle boot off, I couldn't do sports for another six months. So I. I was was in my first play. I was an extra uh, in Othello. Hey. Had like three lines of like, my lord, they have come for thee. <laughs> I just remembered one other quick story, very funny, about when I ran into a closet was when, <laughs> do you guys know, do you guys know those standing exercise bikes? Yeah. You know, a lot of people have standing exercise bikes. Maybe yeah. back in like the 90s, they were a little more janky. And do you know when you used to ride with one foot on one side and standing and kind of go around? Yeah. Uh, like you're not yes. on it. You're not you're straddling it. And you just fucking. You're just kind of riding with one foot on it. Yeah. So you're yeah. going up and down just with both feet or one foot on yep. one pedal. Great game. Yeah. So it, yes. I did that all the time. And my little sister, who was you, you know younger than me, was watching. She was like, oh, I want to try. And I was like, yeah, do it this way. <laughs> She starts doing it, and then I would sometimes like flip backwards while I was doing it. And I was like, "Okay, try to flip backwards." Like while I'm like mid mid spin, and she Wait, do does it flip backwards. So kind of like when you're standing forward, I like kind you. of flip this way so you can jump on the other side. You're basically just oh, turning backwards. Okay, okay, okay. I so she's trying okay, to jump on rotation, video. like a front rotation. Flip. I was like, Whoa. and you can like straddle the bike backwards basically and get on the other side. She yeah, tries yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. And her, she was barefoot, <gasps> and her toes got stuck in the what are they called? The bars of the bike. No, and no! I, funny. This was one of the was worst. Be funny. I'm waiting for the haha moment. <laughs> well, so she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. No, hey, listen. She didn't break her toes, but three of her toenails, including the big toenail, were ripped. <laughs> That's worse. Off. That's worse, Eugene. Ripped God, off clean. Eugene. It was. It was. I think this was. Bu- <laughs> Was this after? No, this was before my neighbor's tooth incident, and I, it was the first time I heard I heard a scream of that of that like level of pain, and I remember like seeing her big toenail with flesh dangling off of it, like stuck in the gear of the bike. Oh my god! 
And, that, and then I remember that was the first time <gasps> I ran and it was her, ironically, it's her closet. So I ran to her closet and hid in there because I felt so guilty. She did not become a toe doctor, but. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, that was the first time I, I was in the closet. This podcast is so funny. And so often I think our viewers are like, oh, I wish Eugene would talk more. And now Eugene is talking. Everybody's <laughs> like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It is perfect. Oh, so good. Uh, so I, it up. I've had nails get bruised and look gross and they grow mm. out, but I've never had one ripped off. It is one of my greatest fears. Uh, I don't want to deal with that. I yeah, know, I agree. I, I know people who have them, you know, ripped off, and they say like it's scary at first, but it's actually not the worst thing in the world. Mm. Or sometimes like you injure it's, it, and the doctor a just true tells fear you of mine. Rip though it I off. agree. Yeah, I, nothing. It like is a deep like like oh. crawls under my skin, unsettles me. I I don't think that my uh, uh, previous quarantine stories can can top that. So maybe I just don't even try. I, I do have something else I wanted to bring up because we, you know, this is the first week where we're doing two podcasts in the week. So, you know, listeners going to be like, well, I'm used to listen to one. Why do I want to listen to both? Well, let me tell you why I want to listen to both. Today, I am conducting an experiment on my body. Now, <gasps> uh, for the last, you know, four, maybe I guess five or six years, I have stopped eating eggs. Um, because Whoa. I believe that eggs rip my guts apart. Now, just not yes. just like not like eggs and pancakes or eggs and cake. Those seem to be fine, but eating eggs, mm. like having eggs and bacon and stuff, rips my guts apart. Now, I haven't had eggs in so long, and I'm not sure now if was I eating eggs that were just cooked in copious amounts of butter? Mm. Were there other cheese things that were going on in that dish? So I am today going to eat a normal fried egg. Uh, with potatoes and like toast and stuff. So a normal breakfast yeah. to see if oil. my guts are torn apart. Uh, and now, I, you know, wow. The, the, the reason I don't do it is because normally it gives me terrible stomach cramps and like I'm in pain. Not just I have to poop bad, but my stomach hurts. So that's why I don't do it. Because, you know, I'll eat pizza. And I know it's going to fuck me up, but it's delicious and it won't be that bad. But eggs, it is that bad. So I'm going to see for sure if I can have eggs or not. So this is wow. big for me. This is I, huge. This is I'm very excited because cool. I love eggs. Yeah. I'm so hungry for an egg. I'm so Ooh. excited for you. I love what eggs. What a wonderful experiment. How do you know that uh, you love eggs if you can't? Well, I used to eat eggs. Okay. So when did I it used stop? What was the switch? There was this one day... I remember that I I had had like eggs Benedict, which of course there's a ton of butter in that. <laughs> that's just, but, yeah, that's but it was it was it was that plus um my brother Brian has trouble with eggs, so I yeah. thought I was having such a bad time. Maybe I'm getting the age where I'm getting my brother's situation too, and I'm getting the egg disease. And Becky's like, maybe you should do egg whites, and I'm like, I don't fucking eat eggs. See, I can eat egg whites. Okay, I want that yolk. I yeah, want, want that delicious. Yeah. I want it running across my avocado toast. I want it mm. gently splashing across my potatoes. Mm. Uh, you know, I want the egg experience. To me, it's not worth having eggs if I can't have the whole thing. Well, I'm very excited for you, and I'm excited for to, for an update of your indigestion. Guys, what if it's what if I'm fine? Because I always have to like when I'm at like restaurants that have like fried rice or have like pad tire stuff, I have to be like, um, could you have no eggs in that? And everybody at the table's like, yeah, I'm like, I know. And then I just ordered it and I would just eat around the eggs, which is difficult. Should I just chug a bunch of milk and see what happens? Hey, yeah. fun body experiment. Tune in on Thursday to see if Keith, the egg experiment works. And as always guys subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? 
mash that subscribe button, rate us five stars to help mash other it. people discover the podcast. And right now, we are uh, donating 10 meals to a food bank for every order placed on tryguys.com. So check it out. See if there's anything you like to help make your quarantine a little cozier. Please, please stay inside if you can. Disinfect those surfaces. Wear those gloves. Um, That's great advice, Dad, but it's not the fucking advice I'm looking for today. <laughs> Miles, give me some fucking advice, baby! That'll go for it's Miles. Oh, is he already doing the whole song? He's going for it. Yeah. Miles, when you play the theme song, we don't... We Miles Nation. We can't hear it, Miles. the bathroom. Yeah, you can see him drumming. I can see him drumming. can't. Hear it. Advice that'll go for miles. Advice that'll go for miles. Oh, here, we, oh, here go. we go. I like this change. He's got a What's yellow up, beanie miles on Nation? now. How y'all doing tonight? Feeling good. Ooh. Have good. you ever wanted to be a bird? <laughs> Have you ever wanted? To eat a shrimp that is a plant. Huh. Okay. Crabs are animals in the animal kingdom. But guess what's not? A plant. Okay. (laughs) Oily, salty, good and garlicky. Butter in my body. Give me an A. 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 Give me an R. 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 Give me a T. T. Give me an I. Artichoke. Give me a C. Artichoke. We got it. We got it. No, you can stop spelling it. We got it. Give me an O. Give me a K. Give me an A. I know you're all wondering on the seat of your tongue, what can I be talking about? (laughs) Wait, are you saying that artichoke tastes like seafood? Is that what you were implying? No. uh, Eat artichoke. And here's why. Artichoke gives you the busy work of crab. But it's plant. (laughs) (laughs) And... And uh, if you make an artichoke, <laughs> you make an artichoke. You can eat little leaves, and you eat the leaves, and you suck them on your teeth like a big boy. And then you get to the center, and you get a soft little tender lobster tail of artichoke. It is a good time wasting food, you know. We all need ways to fill the void of time, and artichoke I, is a pain I, in the ass to eat. Oh my god, why aren't you just getting marinated artichoke hearts in a jar? <laughs> They're the same cost as a single artichoke. They're way more delicious. Mm-hmm. They're ready to eat. You can put them on pizza. They're uh-huh. so good. No, Keith, it's no, about the I experience. Like, yeah, why are like you not just getting a yeah. whole jumbo lump crab? No, because you like mm. cracking the little legs open. Yeah. Yeah, it really gives you the, the artichoke is vegan crab and it should be treated as such. <laughs> But uh, we made artichoke yesterday for dinner, and we boiled it in butter and salt and garlic, and then we chowed down with an aioli that was fine. Oh, I mean, anything gonna taste? I feel like when I eat artichokes like that, I like I put it in my mouth. I'm like, oh, I don't. Was I supposed to eat that one? Yeah, there's a bunch you don't know. It's (laughs) a mystery. (laughs) You don't know what's for food and what's for outside. 
<laughs> also, follow me on Twitch. <laughs> uh, Mom has been doing Twitch streams, but his internet isn't able to handle it. So it's just these giant pixelated, <laughs> choppy messes so, of a thing. To be fair, so I've posted a couple cutdowns on my Twitter feed, and the times when it does it, the it only did that for like five minutes, and other than that, it was fine because I got the settings figured out. Minutes? But I figured the video was fine. Well, I did it for an hour, so out of an hour, it's only that's you know, pretty good, not so much. But I'm getting fiber optic internet to deal with the problem, so that I can be a Twitch new superstar like ninja and red bull can build me a, a, a streaming yeah, academy sure. yeah yeah i heard red bull's super trying to up their advertisement right now so yeah, exactly. I, I also heard <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard, heard we're, 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 paying, party. <laughs> we're paying for that fiber optic internet right uh no but you should be oh <laughs> miles what if we better. what if we uh transferred your salary to twitch donations from here it's on all out? in bits you just yeah. it, it so we're gonna bits. we're gonna cease your your salary but i'm gonna go in and watch every stream and just donate and be like whoa way to go oh, dude hey. Sick kill oh, i was told by uh somebody tweeted at me that like because of like i've been doing these streams if i just do it a couple more times i'm gonna be a twitch affiliate because of the people that have been tuning in, because that's the very nice people are coming and watching, and they're a hoot. So what is I, the threshold? What's the it's number? Low. It's like super low. <laughs> you have to do it for a certain amount of hours, and you only need to average like it's like five viewers at a time. But it just is like then you can start making money off it if you do it a bunch. Dude, you know what's crazy is that Miles's janky Twitch stream is more successful than Ned's ten-year newsletter. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow he's been slaving away for 10 years trying to get that thing through <laughs> well this has been another episode of tripod we'll see you next time keith hit us with the official tripod theme song are you at home all by yourself and you don't know what to do? Just take your couch and put it on its side and build a house inside your house. Build a house in your house. It's the tripod. And then your teeth fly out and blood squirts everywhere. Oh, God, no. That type of callback. Until next time, stay beautiful. <laughs>